Welcome to the Sacred Emergence Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Wong, and I'm so thrilled that you're here. This is a place where you'll be guided to living your most aligned life so that your truest, most radiant self can emerge. We'll be jamming on topics ranging from spirituality, entrepreneurship, to wellness and lifestyle design, and everything in between that can support you to grow, evolve, and shine, all the while not taking ourselves too seriously. So if you're ready to step into your leadership, break through limiting beliefs, own all of who you are, and expand in abundance, grab yourself your faith cup of tea, and let's dive in. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Sacred Emergence Podcast. I am so thrilled to introduce you to our guest. Um, welcome, Shauna, to our show. Shauna Bryant is joining us. She is my breathwork facilitator trainer. Is that... <laughs> It's a mouthful, whatever it is. <laughs> but I, I'm just like breathwork training started la- last month, and I'm just, I'm just so like, I'm so pleased. Uh, like during our, like we had a six-hour live group virtual session, and I just felt like, yep, I chose the right one. And uh, I'm just so excited that you're here. Thank you for your time and for you know being here. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. And I know this has kind of been in the works, you and I getting on this podcast for a while. So I have to say not only thank you for having me, but thank you for your patience. I'm really grateful that you kept my name on the list. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think we were trying to, I was trying to get this scheduled like since 2021. (laughs) It's now a good time. Yeah. And it, you know what, it happens. Um, it's really interesting. So I am trying to get better at this, but I tend to only really promote and put myself out there when I'm having the training sign up begin. And then everyone's like, Oh, so cool. What you're doing. Do you want to be on this? Do you want to be on that? And it's always when I'm like, just almost drowning with trying to get everything together for the training. And I feel like I'm always so excited to meet new people and then I only get to meet new people when I'm so busy that I like, I feel like I, I always set up not as a, I, I worry that I don't have the best first impression because I'm like, no, I'm actually easy to deal with. <laughs> Sorry, it took me six weeks to respond to your email. It's just, you know, but I've gotten better at that. Like third times around, you know, there's less to build, there's less to create, but also I've just like, I know now I'm like, hey, message me in a month, you know, just, hi, thank you, message me in a month. I don't even try yeah. anymore. I love it. And then, you know, I just follow up. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I mean, good. and I do that. Like, I think I, you know, what I, so I run a breathwork training and part of the breathwork training is that we have something called the apiary library. And that's where we invite breath workers, healers, mystics, sound ritualists, movement teachers, all to submit, you know, lectures as well as interviews on their desired topic with the idea of creating a really comprehensive experience for the breathwork trainees right to learn from different voices and i bring this story up because when i message people asking them to be part of the apiary i think my my record right now is i'm usually like half and half where people are like hell yes and they're like no i do not have time please message me in six months so i have a working calendar like i'm like oh don't worry i put it right it but a little put a little note in my calendar message so and so six months from now and see if now's a good time and like there are people who i'm on my third round of six months and i am not discouraged at all <laughs> i'm like oh i'll find the right time don't worry i'll oh keep my gosh. trying 
Yeah, it's the same with the podcast. I have like a bunch of people to follow up with next month. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the name of the game. Totally. It is. It is. I think so many of us are trying to figure out how to balance work and life and small businesses and online personalities and all mm-hmm. those things. And especially for like myself, and I'll speak for those who are like solo entrepreneurs who are doing all, you know, wearing all of the hats, doing all of the juggling. I think it's been really important for me to be able to just be like, hey, I can't do this right now, rather than trying to like force things, rather than trying to wear myself out. I'm like, can't do it right now, but I'm interested. And, and you know, I respect that from others. Like, I'm grateful when they say that. I'm like, way to go. Good boundary, you know? That's yeah. The way it has to work out. Yeah, totally. Well, that's the piece, like, especially with the work that you do, I feel like it's important to like practice what you preach in a way, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. My goodness. Yeah. And um, well, I, you know this, but I'll share it with the folks, all the listeners. Like I was looking for a breathwork training actually back in 2020, even beforehand, like before that. Um, and just kind of just sharing my journey of how I came across your work is I, back in 2020, I actually signed up for a breathwork training and it was the same training that one of my favorite facilitators in Seattle, she trained through. And I was like, okay, cool. And then like, you know, 2020 was such a, <laughs> it was the year where like, every, you know, it was like 2020. Uh, and like, even before they canceled the training, I, in my, it was just, things were shifting. And I was like, I just don't feel in alignment with this anymore. And so I canceled it. And I was like, in the future, and then uh, in 2021, when I was like, okay, I'm ready for like, re- like looking at breathwork training again, um, just after, you know, Black Lives Matter and there's so much conversation around, you know, um, being trauma informed and then for myself experiencing a little bit of racism online, I was like, I need something that is trauma-informed for sure, but I literally typed in breathwork facilitator training, trauma-informed anti-racism, like, and yours popped up. And I was like, oh my God, like, like I was really excited. And then when I read the curriculum and I read a little bit about you and I don't like, I don't know if you're open to going into it, but there were connections to like why you created your breathwork training and it all came back full circle actually. And I just knew in the heart, like, okay, I I found the right one. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's funny. I think when you shared that story with me originally, I was so grateful to hear it because I had my own internet experience putting anti-racism on my training advertisement and that I somehow caught the I somehow caught the attention of of people who were not being excited about my training and I got a whole bunch of like backlash big time um from writing anti-racist on my on my training advertisement and I did that specifically because you know it's part marketing but also the truth is that I wanted people to understand very quickly what separated the training that I created from other ones. And unfortunately, being anti-racist is something that was a very big difference between my training and others. Like, and I don't love that. Like it's, yeah, I, that was, but that is one of the bigger differences. And it's not, you know, breathwork training, it's a lot of work. Like there's a lot to learn. So when I say anti-racist, what I mean is that we operate under the understanding that there are systems of oppression that make, you know, 
life and unlevel playing field, that there are, you know, dynamics at play that we can't like simply manifest away. And that's not always the case in a lot of other breathwork trainings. And when I went to breathwork training, that is not a statement that was made in my own training. That is not necessary necessarily a belief that was in place and my my breathwork training wasn't trauma informed at all and you know i think for a long time most of us i think have had to just kind of like go to some of these trainings and just say i'm gonna suck this up i'm gonna push it down i'm just gonna get i'm gonna learn from it and that's it i'm not and 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 I definitely did that at my training. I was like, whatever, I'm just going to suck this up. I'm going to learn what I need to learn and I'm going to get the F out of here. And when I did leave the training, I kind of, you know, I was like, I I didn't feel excited to ever go back in that environment. I didn't go back to any further training. Some of my friends did, but I just, you know, I think, especially with the social revolution of 2020, you know, I did have some hope for the training I attended. I was like, okay we should have a conversation about how this training can be better. That's it. There was just a suggestion and yeah, we really, we were hoping for some change in the breathwork community and wanted to start with the lineage that I, that I learned from. And, you know, there was a whole letter writing experience where we asked for that change and when the change didn't happen or, and you know, it's, it's different because, you know, it's years now we're sitting here recording this in 2023. So I can say that the change did not happen like it, <laughs> but I think all of us being deeply intuitive and reading kind of the, reading the words that were written back to us, we're like, oh, this isn't going to change, is it? You know? And I was just like, okay, maybe, maybe we need to make something new because I do love breath work. And I do believe that breath work is for everyone and that breathwork should be experienced by people and it should be facilitated by people with different faces and different lived experiences and different bodies and not just this stereotype of like what wellness looks like in America. And yeah, I knew I wanted breathwork to keep spreading. And so I was just like, okay, we have to, we have to make a a training. Like we have to figure it out. And you know, out of the group that I was working with, I was one of the few that actually wanted to do a training, which I understand now it's so much work. Like I totally get it. (laughs) Like I didn't, I'm always the like optimist when it comes to stuff like that. I'm like, I can do it. And I did it, but who was it a lot of work, but, um, yeah. So we created the training. I created the training, um, just trying to fill in the holes of things that I'd learned since my training. Like I left my training very much feeling underprepared for a lot of things. Like I felt like I was consistently putting myself and this is by booking private clients by leading groups like I wasn't out there, you know, in dangerous lane. But this is just literally working with average people I kept finding myself in working with people who had experienced things that I'd never heard of. I kept feeling like I was really underprepared to be there like I just didn't know enough. So I started learning and by the summer of 2020 I was like all right we're gonna have a training. And I'm going to put all the stuff that I wish I'd learn at my real training in that one. And that's kind of how we got here, you know, and I, I didn't, I never wanted it to just be my voice. I don't believe in that. I don't believe in the understanding and this, this idea in wellness that we have to just like have one person who's all knowing, who has the answer to every question, who's the jacks of all trades. Like I wanted to be able to let people be good at what they were good at. 
I'm great at teaching. I'm good at holding space. I'm good at curating things. I'm good at making, I'm good at forming community. So I invited my whole community and everybody I knew. And, you know, eventually as the years went on, I started reaching out to people I didn't know to come and share what they were good at. Like, I don't think we have to make everybody be, I don't think we should make one person know everything. And I think when we do that, that's when a lot of the gaslighting, that's when a lot of the the other kind of more seedy things of breathwork can come to light. So I just invited people to talk about what they knew, what they studied, if that was herbalism, if that was trauma-informed care, if that was creating a sliding scale business, if that was breathwork for recovery. Like I invited people to talk about what they knew, what they were passionate about, with the idea that we could create a really well-rounded experience for people to learn from. Mm, I love that. I One of the things that I really appreciated about uh, the curriculum is like you even stated like not guru style <laughs> and like you were bringing in so many different people um in the apiary like it was like when I read all of the different people um that were that you were interviewing and just kind of learning like so that we can all learn from um I was like these are like really interesting like the topics that they were sharing their expertise um I was like ooh, that and it just it grows the it grows the community, right? Because it grows the network, it grows the connection, even if I might not like see them in person, but it was just cool that I was like, oh, these are really cool topics that I would like to learn. Um, and that it was all part of the curriculum, which is very different than um, most of the trainings that I saw out there. And so like, that was like a big pull as well to saying, yeah, <laughs> this one's definitely on the list. Yeah, for sure. Um, you said something around, um, gaslighting, like, just like in terms of like, and you also mentioned manifesting, like, just like what, you know, the, I guess kind of the dangers and I would love to hear your perspective on that. Yep. Good topic. Um, I'm actually talking about this in our, the next time we meet as a cohort. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if we think about Okay, in the wellness world, and those of you who can't see my face know I'm using a lot of air quotes around the word wellness, but there's this idea, you know, the kind of the love and light of, of wellness where we should all just think positive thoughts. We should all just try, you know, to have pure thoughts. We should try to keep our intentions focused on uplifting things. And if that is done correctly, we should live an abundant life and abundant can be whatever you want it to mean. And the issue is that is that it's, you know, it's it's one of those things. Um, and this happens with so many things. Um, I grew up very religious. So I'm gonna maybe use an example of that as well. But um, if we think about manifestation right now, especially where everyone's, you know, building money altars and they're manifesting riches, that becomes kind of a one-way street where we're focusing on that. We're like, okay, I'm dreaming and I'm, I'm willing the universe to give me $10, right? But it if you reverse it, and that's what my issue with manifestation is, it's like, so if somebody doesn't have $10, are they not trying hard enough? Are they not right? Is it, it, it makes things their fault. And that's, that's my issue with gaslighting and manifestation in general. It's because we can't believe that we can wish ourselves healthy, that we can set an intention to live a good life. And then we, without also believing that if somebody 
doesn't have, and again, back to my air quotes here, if somebody doesn't have a good life or if somebody isn't healthy, it's because they're not trying. It's because they're not it's because they're not putting in enough effort. And I think that, you know, when we start to turn life into this like effort thing of just like, well, you're not being, you know, you're not, you're not using the right, you know, mental direction. That's when we start to ignore the systematic, you know, the systems of racism in this country. It's when we start to get really ableist about things, because now if again, if we use that same thing, like, oh, I've set my mind to being healthy, and I'm trying really hard to be healthy. Does that mean somebody who is unhealthy is not trying? Does it mean, and then, you know, especially, and this is a religious thing too, where it turns into like a, almost like, not only are you not trying, but you are, you're the reason why this is happening, right? Like if it's, if it's illness, it's not that your body is just your body and that the cells have multiplied and now you have an illness. It's that you weren't trying. It's that you weren't pure. It's that you weren't good. It's that you weren't trying to think of it. I'm not good at examples when it comes to stuff I'm actually passionate about. I should do, I should work on this speech, but you understand my point. Just yeah. the idea that, you know, we ignore everything when we start to believe that it's simply about our minds and putting our mind and our energy towards something to make it happen. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I totally agree. Like it, it, it bypasses so many things mm -hmm. and um, it's, it, I, I really feel like people who are in that manifesting world and it's all mindset, I think they forget the privilege. Like it's like, it's, it's from a very privileged place and, Absolutely. Uh, and it's, 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 yeah. Privilege, it's ableist. It's a lot of things, you know, where, yeah, it's, it's all the things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think it, 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 yeah, it bypasses all the, the hard conversations and even the, mm -hmm. our emotions, which what I love about breath work is like, I mean, for me, <laughs> like when I do breath work, I, my brain, like so much is happening in the body that my brain can't even like try to be logical about it. It's like, what is happening? It's like, I don't know. I give up body, do the thing. <laughs> like that's yeah. what I love about breath work. Cause I can be like an, like a very analytical, like overthinker. And, um, so I just, I just, okay. The emotions are coming up. I'm just going to let it. And that's so freeing when I'm doing breath work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. I'm also an overthinker. I've got a very busy brain. And for the longest time, I had a very, very hard time trying to meditate. Like I, mm -hmm. I went and did the transcendental meditation training and I would sit down for 20 minutes twice a day trying to meditate. And I mean, at that time, I also had like three jobs. So it was it a time problem, but also it was so hard to get my thoughts to quiet down. And that's the best thing about breath work to me is that the brain has something to do with the breathing patterns. That way the body can connect. So that way the body can feel. So that way the emotions that are pushed down and ignored that we tried to pretend didn't happen can come to the surface because we're still just carrying all that stuff around. You know, whether we acknowledge our pain or not, it's there. Whether we acknowledge our trauma or not, it's there. And ultimately, you know, it starts to block some of the good stuff too, because we don't just mm. get to mute one thing. We don't get to walk through life and say, okay, there's love, joy, you know, um, pain, you know, love, joy, anger, and, and sadness. And I'm going to just mute 
guilt and sadness and and walk away. No, you, you that means that you you know the the love is less bright, the joy is less bright, like the life is less exciting because we've had to mute all those emotions. So when we start to figure out how to unpack when we start to play with that capacity, when we start to just allow ourselves to feel as much as we can in that moment, you know, and even if it starts with like one minute, one minute of being able to feel and not feel overwhelmed, great, that'll grow, but ultimately it results in a much more alive life and a much more, you know, exciting, more present life. Mm, I love that you said that. It's so true. It's like, we, I love that you said that, like the, like the joy is less bright if we are trying to suppress like the sadness and the the uncomfortable feelings it's so true I love how you describe that yeah it's something that I've always been bummed about like I I you know I'm that person who I wish this is this is very unmeditation teacher sounding I'm always that person who wish I could like take a pill and not feel like I, I would love to like not be a crier, for example, I'd have loved to just feel like, you know, dap something on the bottoms of my eyes and like not cry. Right. Or it just, it's just like, and that's not the way life is. And I think that's one thing that I learned about, I think specifically when I was studying grief, I was like, I learned that, you know, when we suppress grief, when we ignore it out, we're also dimming the light of all the other emotions. And I was like, dang (laughs) (laughs) yeah shoot (laughs) oh my god I feel like grief is one of like the hardest to experience so just like it's so like painful like I don't know like you know how like Brene Brown talks about shame and like we all try to avoid shame like I don't know grief and grief is all it's almost in the same realm of like I want to avoid that (laughs) You know, I find that a lot of our emotions are rarely present alone. I find Mm -hmm. that a lot of times they're there, they are present and they bring a friend. So there's rage and underneath rage, there may be grief. There's grief and right next to grief is blocking the way is like shame. Like I find that they generally like show up in a party, you know, (laughs) it's like, I love how you said that. It's like, it's true. There's always a friend and it's like, maybe you know, you'd rather them not be together. <laughs> no, it would be, I mean, it'd be easier to separate it, but that's, I find like one does the, de- the defense and the other does the damage. So mm-hmm. there's shame, you know, blocking us from feeling or telling us that we shouldn't feel this way. You know, I think a friend of mine once really clearly in a group chat was like, Shauna, sometimes we gaslight ourselves, you know, when yeah. I was talking about grief, cause I was really sad and I was just like, but I shouldn't be sad. I have so much. And she's like, but you are so own that, you know, <laughs> It's one of those things. But again, that's like a, that's like where shame was doing the blocking and grief was doing the damage. I was like, oh, I have too much. I shouldn't be sad. You know, mm. this is my life is so good. Why am I sad? And and I was just feeling too ashamed to even get to the bottom of my own feelings. And, and they're, you know, easy example, just <laughs> one's a shield. Yeah, for sure. That's like, um, I think that's why I'm so drawn to breath work because it's like I I just it's like I just feel it I don't have to analyze it and I just let whatever wants to come up um and I'm curious like your your journey with breath work like what like how did you come across it or what made you want to like get into it Mm -hmm. I started working with a woman probably like 10 or 15 years ago at this point who I just knew was kind of like a 
energy worker. I didn't read the resume at all, which is actually quite funny, but I just started working with her like once a month, I'd go to her house and I was doing, we do like, she was a Reiki person and has all this stuff and we do all these sessions and I just cry my eyes out. And, and at that point I was definitely like really hardcore on trying to not get myself to not cry. So that was a very <laughs> complicated thing for me. Um, but yeah, so I worked with her for a while. And at that time I was teaching Pilates. I still teach Pilates full time. And I was going home on occasion to LA or I'd take like the bus up to New York on my From LA? No, no, I was in DC, sorry. So I would okay. go home for holidays to LA and I would take, I'd go and take fitness classes because like Los Angeles and New York at that time, and I think still, but I'm not paying attention as much. So I don't want to make that statement, but they were the places where like all the like cool fitness was happening. That's where it was like the right when like boutique fitness was really stepping into the front of the, the limelight. You know, there was like, I remember going to New York to try soul cycle and, you know, it was just mm -hmm. this whole thing. Um, but I started in my quest to try all the new cool breath, um, the new fitness fee things. I'd always see breath work on the schedule, but it just, you know, it just it never made it to where I could go to one of the classes either in New York or in DC or in LA where I was from. And I think I finally just like Googled breath work. I was like, what is breath work? Just Googled it. And I found a podcast from someone who was talking about breath work and I listened to it and I figured out. I think I was like, well, who is their teacher? I'm always one for like going straight to the source. Like I, mm -hmm. I'm just, that's always been my thing. If I go to like a new fitness studio, I like figure out which class the owner is teaching. And just like, how was this work intended to be presented? Right? Like mm. I don't want to play telephone. I'm going to go straight to the source. So anyways, I went, I found the person's teacher. I found the person's teacher's name and I was like, all right. And I kind of kept it in the back of my mind. And I had, like I said, I've been working with that woman this whole time. And I went to her and I was like, hey, have you ever heard of something called breathwork? And she was like, that's what we do in our sessions. I was like, oh, it's like, you know, the breathing thing. I was like, mm, okay, great. Okay, so good. <laughs> I was like, I'm thinking about doing like a, a training. And she was like, yeah, do it, definitely do it. I'm like, okay. And so she gave me the name of the teacher that she went to. And her teacher, I think it was like, the program was, and this is a I think it was the program was like $10,000 maybe. What? It was two years, three years, two years, and it was $10,000. And I would have had to go to Florida. It was either every month or bi-monthly for like a year for a weekend to train. And I was like, I don't, I can't, there's like literally no way I can do this. Like I, I can't, you know, I was like at that time I was teaching Pilates during the day. I was selling Kiehl's facial lotions three times a week. And then I was also bartending at night. And that was my schedule for like six years. So like I, there was no way I could have afforded to just go and fly to Florida and be, you Wait, know. is this the same like breath work that you teach us? Um, that training was more single, uh, more connect, conscious connected breathing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But still, holy cow. Like, yeah. like, no, like I know we're is only audio, but my mouth was open for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> when you said the price in two years. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's interesting right now with breathwork trainings. Um, sorry, wait, I'll finish the story. So anyways, I ended up circling back to the training that I'd found uh, the other teacher that I'd found. And I just looked it up and it was like, seven days on a mountain somewhere 
and it was much cheaper. And I was like, okay. And that's like kind of how I decided to go. Like I didn't give it a lot of other thought. I was just like, whatever, I'll learn what I need to learn. And then I'll figure out, figure it out from there. And that's, that's kind of how I ended up at breathwork training. So that's, that's how that happened. But yeah, breathwork trainings are pretty wide ranging when it comes to pricing. Um, there, you know, it's unfortunately it's, and I, I feel weird about this. Um, so what I was going to say is unfortunately it's unregulated, but I, I also don't know that I believe that much in the regulation. I think that if breathwork were to be regulated, it would become a lot less accessible to a lot of people because generally when we regulate things we we you know we we move it to more of a scientific realm which i think would x a lot of people out myself included i don't know that i would have gone back to grad school to be a breath worker um i don't know what i would have yeah. done it but you know that said um you know their trainings you can go to a weekend training you can go to like you know to two days um i think i literally there's a training that BT dubs isn't super inexpensive either, but there's definitely one that I saw online where it's like you go and you sit in a conference room for two days, maybe three, and you, at the end of it, you get a certificate. Like you don't, you don't have to like prove that you learned anything. You don't have to do anything, but stay in the room for three days and you get a certificate that says, congratulations, you're a breath worker, or there are ones that are, you know, 800 hours that are, you know, two years, four years, five years um, that are really like intensive study. And, you know, I tried very hard to stay in the middle. I, I really fought actually even moving the training up to 400 hours. Like I really wanted people, I wanted the training to feel accessible to most people. Like I wanted most people to look <clears throat> at it and go, okay, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to give this a try. Cause I don't think I would have signed up for a, I mean, I don't know. I think when I was looking for trainings, I wouldn't have signed up for a two-year training even because I was like, well, I don't know if I'm going to like this or not. That's a giant commitment. But I tried, again, even now the, the Breath Liberation Society training, it's hybrid and it's an intensive. So it's like seven months of like intense work. And then it's more just like another 17 months of, you know, independent study and kind of like mentorship, which I hope feels less intense to everyone. I don't know, Michelle, maybe we can have a conversation in seven months. You can tell me how that goes. <laughs> but I tried to make it as like accessible to people because not, you know, most of us have lives and jobs mm -hmm. and we don't just have the space to decide we're going to learn this new mystical thing. And then like, you know, devote all of our time to it and go sit on a mountain somewhere or, you know, in some sort of like, spiritual journey like we still have to go to work we still have to pay our bills we still have to raise our kids and and everything else and be good spouses and you know and try and whatever like there's a lot that goes into life so i tried to make a training that would fit around everybody's lives um and yeah that's that's that yeah well i can say like um i mean i don't know about all the modules like i finished the first module and they were very doable and i'm like oh cool i'm I had, <laughs> I had and like, I'm like, okay, I can handle this if this is uh, the pace. Um, so good job. <laughs> I've done a lot of learning about that, like about pacing and about how to teach adult learners and, and stuff like that. Like, I think I've always been really stubborn and I've had to like let a lot go because in my mind, I'm like, I said it once in an email 
you know it now. And that's <laughs> not the case. <laughs> that's not, that's not how people learn at all. So, you know, I've, you, I feel like you've like signed up during the, me really having learned a lot of lessons and implementing a great thing. Like you, you it was good timing on your end. <gasps> that's Less so pain funny. points. Less pain points, hopefully. We'll see. Yeah, well, I, I I, mean, I was one of those people who um, I was like 400, and I told you this, I was like 400 hours, like, and I think I emailed you, I'm like, what, can we do like a 200 hour option? <laughs> but, it, it, you know, the 200 hours is within the seven months, which I think is very reasonable. And it, and like, I mean, yeah, there were a lot of weekend trainings. Um, and I've considered them because I was like, oh, like, it's not hard. Like breathwork isn't hard right and it's like but there is a lot of nuances and like who and I think at the end of the day we have to get out there and experience it and actually lead you know circles and whatnot and at the same time it's like but I still want to be prepared like <laughs> yeah no you want to be prepared and that's you know we can't the human experience is so complicated and complex so none of us will ever know everything you know well there will always be some experiences where you feel like you're learning on the ground <laughs> like you're learning on a live stage but the goal for bls is to pro provide some structure and some you know like steps to take for most situations you know mm -hmm. every year someone comes to me and is like this happened i'm like never heard of that you know there's again keeps happening but for the most part like you'll be equipped enough to deal with most situations which is which is ideal so you're not mm -hmm. just out there you know out there like we were just trying to figure <laughs> stuff out <laughs> you know because we're working with humans and and we don't we want to don't we don't want to experiment on other people you know yeah. so it's it's good to have a base layer of training before you're out there in the public and yeah that's that's kind of the goal yeah well i do like have to say like the how you broke up the training i do love that there's a mentorship after because i feel like like once we're out in the field right and it's like, oh, like, I, I don't know what to do in the scenario this happened. And it's like, and I think like a lot of times after a training is over, you're on your own, but you're, uh, you're providing like how many months, 17 months, 18 months of support um, that's included in this year's training. I feel so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're changing but, things around. I'm still growing. <laughs> yeah, I just, I love that that that's part of it. And we're like, it's an option for people who after they've completed it, maybe down the road. Um, I just feel like that, that makes it more, I don't know, like in terms of like a program, it makes it more like, okay, like we want you out there and here's additional support for after, which yeah. I really value. That's exactly it. Like, I think, you know, when I went to breathwork training, I walked away with a friend group that was incredibly resourced so i walked away with a friend group that had tons of experience with bodies tons of experience with like you know using their using their voice and you know being in front of crowds i walked away with people who had experience in recovery people who had experience who were like licensed social workers so when i group text my friends like this happened in breath work i'm getting incredibly mm -hmm you know, <laughs> resourced responses. And it took me a while to be like, oh, 
this is a very unique experience that I'm mm -hmm. having. Like, what are the odds that this is our group that's come together? You know, with I, I get to add a lot of my like business expertise and stuff to that group and like, you know, a lot of stuff, but we just all have, but again, it's really unique. And I, and I was like, okay, <laughs> I, what I have is not what everybody has. And I cannot imagine going through all the different breathwork experiences I've been through without that group text that I could reach in and talk to. So, you know, I think that when I started to understand that, that's when I was like, okay, we can, we can like we can add the hours, <laughs> we can, <laughs> we can, we can go to 400. It just, you know, it's, it's, I don't know, it's, you know, there's all this, um, I think my idea was to try and make it still accessible to try and make <laughs> it within reach of people, both financially and time wise. And, you know, this is me learning and jiggering things around and, you know, tinkering with them until they fit into the right box. And, you know, no matter what people learn, I'm so proud of all the people that have graduated from the training already. Like they're out there doing amazing things. Like the best thing in my life is when somebody circles all the way back to me and they're like, I did breath work with one of your trainees. And I'm like, ah, yes. <laughs> Amazing. You know, it's like the best feeling in the world is to know that people are out there and they're sharing their voices and they're sharing their lived experiences and they're in their communities and there are people within their community, they're getting to see themselves in a breathwork facilitator and a wellness facilitator, maybe some of them for the first time. Like, I love that. That's like probably the one thing that's kept me going this entire time. Um, mm. But yeah, it's, you know, I still want, like I said, I didn't want to box people out. Yeah. And like, like. I actually, I remember like when I was um, messaging you around before the training started and all that, just around like supervision. Cause that's like, I was, I don't really know what that means, but I, I feel like maybe if I'm out in the field and I might have like questions, like what is all this? And you said something that I was like, oh, I love this. And you're like, well, first, like, you know, it, like I'll paraphrase. You're like, I'm, it's not like I'm watching you like <laughs> like <laughs> critiquing you as you hold space for this person because that's weird but it's really around like allowing you to be the facilitator that you want to be and expressing yourself and doing it your way and I'm so about that mm -hmm. so I appreciate that yeah we're not training robots like I don't I think what how I lead breath work is how I lead breath work and I'm hopeful that you will have your own way of leading breath work because again the people that you're trying to reach don't need to hear my voice they need to hear yours and that's what it comes down to like the more we just try and you know i think it's a real ego thing to do to try and just replicate yourself and have everybody do exactly as you do but it's not that's not my goal like we have a structure we have the responsible facilitation method where we give you a structure so people are well-informed before they do breath work. So they're supported throughout the session. But other than that, we don't have scripts. I'm not leaning over your shoulder. Like you should have said X, Y, Z at minute three. That's not it. Like I really believe that breath work has to come from the heart. I really believe that breath work mm -hmm. has to be an intuitive experience. And I think that's truly what draws people in is what helps people feel seen when they're in a session. So that's, that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm, that's the hill I'm going to die on. I've changed a lot of stuff. I refuse to change that. Oh, I love it. Well, I, so you're a Pilates teacher. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but I used to teach Pilates. I taught for like years. Um, no. Yeah. And, uh, and well, so Pilates, breath work, what would you say is kind of like, I don't know, I was going to ask 
Well, let's just talk about breath work. <laughs> um, I guess what's the takeaway that you want people to experience with breath work? I want people to experience their truest self. Like, mm. I want them to walk away having felt their own their own energy. I want them to have felt really alive. I want them to have felt like they've been able to explore parts of themselves that maybe they weren't aware of. Mm. Yeah. That is so good. I kind of just want to end it there because that was so powerful. (laughs) (laughs) Fine with me. Oh my gosh. I just love that. Like, of course, like the, my brain kicks in. Well, how do you lead people to that? Yeah. You know what? I think that that's not a question of how I lead them anywhere. Like, I think that's Mm. what it comes down to is recognizing that it's not me leading. I hold the space so their breath can take their hand and show them what they need to see. And that's what it comes down to. Like, if I'm trying to force things, if I'm trying to like push somebody into a specific experience, into a specific realization, now we're at the Shauna show, right? I'm not here. I'm not holding space. Like I'm feeding my ego. I'm trying to force an experience so I can get like a great review, whatever. Like the goal is to hold the space enough to where somebody can just literally follow where their breath takes them. And that's, that's, that's between them, their guides and the universe. It has nothing to do with me. Mm, so good. So good. Oh my God. Okay. Um, well, how can people learn more about you? Great question. I'm currently trying to fix all of my links and stuff, but my name is Shauna with a C. It's C H A U N A, and last name's Bryant, and that's me everywhere. I'm on Instagram mainly. I'm on, um, I have a newsletter that I really enjoy talking about. And then also for the training, it's Breath Liberation Society everywhere. So I, I wasn't super complicated about any of the names. You can just find that, or you can Google. What was it? Breathwork, trauma-informed and anti-racist. <laughs> Let me tell you, I am so not techie. So the idea that, that, that like, I've, I've, like, understand all of these things, like SEO, and I have friends that write blogs so that they can be the number one SEO. I haven't done any of that shit, y'all. I've done none of it. And I really think that, like, the universe is just guiding the right fucking people in, sorry, I'm cursing now, the right people <laughs> into, into my training. And, like, the fact that the Google machine spit that training out for you like I was wow is all I'll say because I haven't done the work for that to have naturally happened so thanks universe oh I love it <laughs> okay well I'll put all of the links in the show notes thank you so much Shana for your time I'm so looking forward to well now the next I don't know how many months month one has kind of passed <laughs> kind of for like two two more weeks two more weeks um and uh definitely check out shauna's work and if you're interested in doing the training um i think there's a wait list for it but uh shauna's awesome and uh thank you so much of course thank you to help you feel more supported and nourished in your body and nervous system you're invited to download the free i am supported meditation in the show notes may you feel grounded in who you are as you become the fullest expression of yourself Thank you for listening to the Sacred Emergence podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode 
and thank you in advance for sharing with those who can benefit. Until next time.